0: Hello, Tatro Radio listeners. This is Joseph from Team Tatro coming at you today with an interview show. So this interview is with Tommy Z, who has a ton of experience in the industry of making music for ads, but now he's in the business of teaching aspiring music producers how they can also be successful in this area. So from what I saw, this interview was one of the most helpful and best-received interviews that Teatro has done on his channel ever, so I wanted to get it in the podcast feed right away so everyone can listen to it or even listen to it again because I really think it was incredibly helpful and inspiring. But keep in mind that this was recorded several weeks ago so a lot of the dates that they talk about during the episode may have passed already but still go down below in the description check out tommy z's links because i think you can find a lot of helpful stuff on those websites that you may need to get started with everything that they talk about in this episode but before we get into it just remember the new sample pack haze tetra sample pack came out just last week so also check the link in the description down below for that but i don't want to take too much longer let's just get into the interview
1: but yes here we go why don't we get into our interview today like i said our guest um has a storied career in making music for some of the biggest brands, Nike, Google, Adidas, and is now also sharing some of the secrets of that world um, with the community, doing things like courses and teaching um, fellow musicians like us how to generate an income doing this kind of work in music and doing music for brands and commercials, things like that. So without further ado, I must welcome Tommy Z. Welcome to the show.
2: What's going on, brother? Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like I know that little intro I gave only scratches the surface. So do you want to give a little bit of a, like when people ask you what you do, what, what do you tell them in your own words?
2: Well, I like to say that my work is moving human beings. I like that. I think that cuts to the core of really why I became a musician and why many people become musicians. We want to create something that will actually express things that words cannot express. And uh, that's why so many people are drawn to music. I mean, even if you look at today, you know, it's kind of hard to make a living as a musician, but you still see like millions of people around the world buying gear, Yep. right? Like expensive gear, like because they love to create sounds, sounds that move them and and so, that's the first stage. And then later on, as you get better and better at your craft, you hope that you can create something that will move other people in ways that words can't. And so um, that's my work, moving humans. And, um, but the practical side of it, <laughs> like when people ask me, what do I do? Um, I found a way to make a living with music that really fit my personal scenario, which is like at some point in my life, I realized that I'm probably not going to be an artist that's touring, that's being a star on stage. And, um, I was also a DJ in Toronto holding down like big residencies and I had a day job at the same time and I was living two lives and I was like, you know what I mean? I don't really know how to reconcile these two worlds. I was never really quite confident that I could make a full-time living from music so I held on to like a safe job and then DJing at night. And it wasn't until I discovered the world that I'm in that I've been a part of for 15 years that I realized I don't have to be a star on stage. I don't have to look for radio play. I don't have to look for record deals. I don't have to sell my music. I don't have to um, uh, stream it. I don't have to you know um, be on a stinky tour bus with people to make a living with music. There is a world where uh, musicians you've never heard of are actually sitting in their studios all day and they're being commissioned to create music and I discovered that it's big brands that actually mostly make use of freelance musicians uh, freelance musicians to have music made, whether it's songs scores or sounds for their big brand cam- big big brand campaigns. I didn't know this you know like many right. musicians don't know how this world works. Um, I don't know what they think, but there's a lot of misconceptions. I mean, now that we've had a chance to teach other musicians our, our craft, we realize like how many misconceptions there are about our business. And the biggest misconception is that brands look in music banks or stock libraries for music. That's just not the case. Right. That's just not the case. And I'm happy to go into like what yes. the process is. I'm happy to give your uh, listeners and viewers uh, whatever value, like whatever... They want to know I'm here to answer your questions guys. I'm not just here to give you monologues.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Uh, I want to I want you to walk away from this with your eyes open to new possibilities.
1: That's what it's all about and it's really liberating even everything you just said is like I do think a lot of people have that that notion of like to make money in music, you have to be this big billboard charting artist and that's basically the only way or you have to be a session player or you have to play like an, or you have to go be a teacher like these are the only ways and there is this whole other world and it's the world you're involved in that people are getting paid and getting paid good money to make music every day And and people might not even realize that they're hearing that music a lot of the time. If you hear in a commercial like sometimes I listen to a commercial though and I'm like whoa, that, that commercial has dope music and it just kind of yeah. is there. And it's equally as valid as anything else we listen to. I'm curious though, um, what what um, bridged the gap between that world that you described? You know, you were doing a lot of things like including including DJing, like having a residency, like what bridged the gap? What was the uh, door that opened that was like, huh, I could do this. I could make music for brands.
2: So as we teach people in our academy, everything that is best in your life will happen because of other people
1: one door <laughs> uh, the, the door is open right that's what i keep the hearing doors open because, every, like, every yeah. guest they have on they they talk about this it's like you meet one person a door opens and that leads to meeting five other people and then another door the, opens the
2: doors don't open by themselves right. right i mean you can kick a door open but there's if there's no one inside i mean not much is going to happen for sure so so just like with a lot of people i was um friends with another dj DJ Storm, shout out to DJ Storm, Toronto, Canada, who, uh, whose day job was actually working as a, uh, as a, as a um, he was working at a big advertising agency called McCann, which is a huge ad agency all over the world, uh, which works with big brands, and he said to me, hey, uh, the way it started actually is he said to me, do you want to DJ uh, Xbox, or, or like a launch event for Xbox, I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I DJ'd yeah. that and then after that, it was like, Okay, well, I've heard you're getting into like music production now. And I'm like, I am. Do you wanna try your hand at making music for a Pontiac Aztec commercial?
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you remember that car, man?
1: That's a like, huge first first little gig there.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I always say like it's the ugliest car in the world, but you know, I didn't mind. It was my first shot. I actually was quite naive. I had no idea how the process works, so I was just happy to do it and i would have been happy to do it for free to be honest so basically they gave me like a description of the track that they want we went in the studio i spent two nights in the studio doing this track because i was still working my day job they said yeah we like what we hear but there's a few changes the client wants i spent another night in the studio doing the changes and then that was it i i kind of went back to my corporate gig i was working as a banker on bay street in toronto um, that was my first life, the second yeah. life, like going to my residencies Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. And a few weeks later, I got the paycheck, and um, that's when my life, ba- like, that's when I knew that's the path I'm gonna take. The reason why is because I realized that this is not just like a once in a while kind of paycheck that happens. When you're trying to pursue all the traditional ways of making living with music so right. you're hoping for that record deal you're hoping for that licensing deal you know what i mean it's like these yep. home runs that like you can't really pin down it's like your, a lottery you're, really,
1: you're just like fingers it's crossed. like a lottery yeah
2: exactly but here i realized damn this is a whole machinery happening like they're doing like hundreds of these campaigns you know all these brands all around the world so like it was just like a flash of, of it's it was like a eureka moment. And I said, if this is what they're paying musicians for each and every commercial, then this is definitely a lot more of a predictable path that I can try to break into than everything else, which is like, will I get the record deal? Would I get the licensing deal? Even then, like there started to be the proliferation of like, um, all these, you know, uh, mp3 downloading platforms so people right. saw the writing on the wall like it's not going to be much longer that you're going to be able to ask people to pay you pennies for your singles when they can have it for free like why, exactly why would they even bother right so so for a number of reasons I said this is what I'm willing to double down on I'm willing to take that risk and that's when my journey began and um, actually you know there's a lot more of a roller coaster after I decided to do this that wasn't all happy endings and good news uh, before I actually managed to gain some success. And I'm happy to talk about that. But um,
1: sure. Actually, wherever you want me to go, I'm yeah. willing to go. Because I'm curious, because you had a super stable job um, in addition yep. to your like DJ gig. And then you find this new thing that seems really exciting. and seems like it ignited a huge passion. And I, I'm wondering about the transition period, like how long did it take you to actually like yeah. leave that super stable job? And what was yeah. that experience like? I'm sure it was like a little bit scary, maybe a little bit of a leap of faith. So I'm curious about that.
2: Yeah, so I actually got very like overexcited about this opportunity. And uh, I'm an easily excitable person. I think like a lot of musicians, um, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Gemini. I work with my instinct impulse. I'm a fast thinker. I'm a fast talker. Um, and, and so I made my decision fairly quickly. And I think that was part of the problem is that I thought like before I even knew a lot about the business, I decided to like invest thousands of dollars with a graphic designer to like create a, you know, a company, I'm going to create a whole company that specializes in making music for ads after having done one ad. And uh, I had a studio with a partner at the time and we're paying thousands of dollars for this studio space and all these like, you know, I just went like head first into the thing and I quit my job not too long later trying to pursue this thing. And I think that's where the problem started is like, I didn't have a really good understanding of the business and of the workflow and of the processes and of the people. So I took it for granted that the reason why this job came so easy to me is because my friend gave it to me. But then my friend left the ad agency. He now works at Sportsnet, I believe, which is a major like, sports broadcaster in Canada. He's a marketing manager there. So no more gigs were coming from him. And I, in my kind of naive understanding or lack thereof of the business, I started emailing and trying to get in touch with ad agencies like the ones he worked for saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a music composer. You know, I did this Pontiac Asset commercial, happy to work with you guys, blah, blah, blah. But like nobody was getting back to me. And I was like, what, like (laughs) what's going on? Right. And I was, I was actually quite fearful of having to beg for my job back, go back to my corporate career, but I didn't really understand why I'm not getting traction. And it wasn't until a friend of mine said, um, I have a friend who works at an ad agency, like another one, meet with them and and like sit down with them and they'll maybe try to diagnose what's going on. And that's when I learned, like he told me I was doing everything wrong. He said, you know, we as ad agencies, we don't work with individual composers. We don't work with individual musicians. So the fact that you got this job was a fluke, like because your friend gave it to you. And that happens two, three, 5% of the time but most of the time we actually work with dedicated music production companies that specialize in making music for ads. And I'm like, what? So that that kind of stuff exists? Yeah,
1: it's like, does that even, like? I think a lot of people probably don't know that that even exists.
2: uh, Dude, uh, you're in LA, right?
1: Yeah. It's like a mecca for that stuff.
2: There's like 15 music production companies that only exist for the purpose of making music for commercials in LA alone, probably more than 15. And when you walk into one of those, and I promise you, uh, th- this is a good idea for you, just to check it out.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I can introduce you to some people in L.A., actually, so you can have a that coffee with dope. them, just to like, yeah. just to like yeah. see the vibe. When you walk in, you'll be like, what is this furniture? Where are these <laughs> high ceilings? Like, What are these consoles? Like, You guys doing albums here or what? And they'll be like, no. You guys doing some major artists? Nah, maybe once a year. So what are you guys doing here? Commercials. Nothing but commercials. All
1: day commercials.
2: All day. So this is when my eyes were like wide open because I realized if these music production companies are making like 20K on average per campaign, and some of them are doing a campaign a day, do the math. Right. Right. I mean, it's a real business and it's not a six figure business. It's a seven figure business.
1: Insane.
2: So, 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 you know, so that's when I realized, okay, this is a real industry. This is a big business. But I, the thing I needed to um, switch up, and this is what I, we teach people now, is, yeah, when you find out about it, a lot of you guys are going to get excited. But the biggest mistake you can make is be a newbie like me and start like hitting up all these important people in the business and kind of wasting your chance for a great first impression. Right. Because you basically, even if your music is great, you kind of betray yourself as somebody who's fresh. And people don't want to really take risks on people who are fresh. But the good news is, like, if your music is really great, you don't have to, like, you don't have to betray the fact that you're fresh. Right. You know what I mean? You can kind of bluff your way in as long as your music is really great. But you have to kind of understand how the process works, how the people work. So at least you don't make rookie mistakes about asking the wrong questions or, like, reaching out to the wrong people, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm happy to elaborate on whatever yes, people are listening to this want to hear or yeah. give you specific pieces of advice for sure.
1: I'm going to say hello to a couple more people in the chat, Besha Keshov and Ed Talenti. What's going on, Ed? Thanks for uh, Ed, tuning wow. in. He What's goes, going on, brother? He says, the homie Tommy on Tetro's channel Sick. Yes. Here we are. Dope. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I think what's most valuable, because there was a question that came in the chat, like, where do you submit your music to get to these brands? But I think to weave that into your story, like, how did you course correct? What was the course of action there? Because obviously, like the cold emailing wasn't working. And then you got a little bit of a peek behind the curtain and be like, no, there are these trailer houses, these scoring houses that just do commercial work all day. How, yeah. uh, like, so what was the course correction? Where did you go from there? Because you now so, you have a big successful career, so clearly you didn't go back to the day job.
2: No, I, luckily I, I haven't had a day job uh, in 15 years and uh, hopefully that, that will be the case for the rest of my life. Yes, But uh, the course correction was, first of all, uh, understanding who I need to contact. And that's what was explained to me that uh, I need to contact music producers at music production companies. And uh, uh, just to correct you a little bit there, trailer houses are very different from music production oh, companies. Oh, okay. So,
1: e- educate me. Let yeah. me know.
2: So here you go. Like, sync is different, trailer houses are different, and music production companies called music houses in our business are three different things. Whew. So, sync. Does, uh, they, they mostly specialize in finding existing songs and licensing them to TV shows, to games, maybe to commercials. Uh, trailer houses exist solely for the purpose of creating trailers for films. And then music production companies exist solely to create original song scores, and sounds for big brand campaigns.
1: Got it, and these are all different organizations, which is that's insane. Right. But uh, that's actually a good thing because different. These are all different now avenues that you can generate income with music. If you want to work in music, here's three options in, in these in this world. You got it. So it seems like you had to go one rung lower. Like you were, uh, um, you were <laughs> reaching out to the ad. Oh yeah, it's like focusing. There we go. There we go. It seems like you were originally reaching out to the, directly to the ad agency, but you had to go one step lower and now start contacting these like music production uh, spots.
2: And that's made, that made all the difference. Wow. I'm really out of focus.
1: I told you this might happen, but we get to look at all the cool gear. Yeah. You get to look at the (laughs) the
2: gear. Oh, oh, yeah. Look when
1: you move it, it goes in focus. Perfect.
2: Um, yeah. So that made all the difference because once I started meeting with music producers and actually, uh, showing them my music, um, they were looking for, they're, they're always on the lookout for freelance musicians who, who, uh, create original music. So I got a bunch of meetings with a bunch of different music production companies. And then one of them said, Hey, you're a really great talker. You're probably going to be able to build good connections with ad agencies. Why don't you come and join us and you can be one of our music producers. And that's basically how my career started. Long wow. story short.
1: Yeah, that, so that's amazing. And then from there, um, you're just working on commercial work like with these music producers these these organizations and just building up a uh, I guess what would you call it like a like a backlog of like oh I did more Pontiac Aztec commercials basically
2: yeah I started working as a music uh, producer at a music production company basically and um, trying to get more projects and um yeah, I was responsible for basically working with freelance musicians to deliver uh, music to, uh, to the commercials, and uh, that's how my journey began. And after um, a bit of a stint with this music production company in Toronto, I met a girl in Europe, I ended up uh, moving to Europe, ended up uh, working at uh, Massive Music as a creative director. This is one of the biggest music production companies in the world. And then uh, after five years at Massive in Amsterdam, I decided to open my own music production company, and here I am.
1: That's amazing. So like, it's so funny, because you trace it back to the original, that's kind of what you as soon as you quit your job, what you were planning to do, but you really weren't able to do that until, you know, more recently, like there were so many steps in between. And I think that's an important lesson, because I I, a lot of people are like new to music production, or like just getting into it, and then put the cart before the horse. And like, and, but I think it's also a matter of like, a lot of people don't know this. It's the same thing as, as you. And you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to contact all these ad agencies. But there's such a mystified element to the whole industry that it's just not transparent at all.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. And uh nobody's talking about our business. And this is why I thought it was a good idea to actually... uh You know, start teaching people about this, um, this very specific art and craft of creating music for commercials. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's been going really well. We have a really large demand. We have over 600 people all around the world. Um, And a lot of our students are actually starting to get um, projects with big brands now.
1: That's amazing. So, Yeah. Um, Nefertiti Gold in the chat. What's the process like now to work with a music production company? Is it like sending an application with a Dropbox of samples? Like what is, uh, what, what does it look like now for some musicians that maybe have some tunes and they're interested in working? Like what, what, sh- what is the usual approach?
2: So, uh, what I recommend is that you have a website, a very simple website with a 90 second reel. And I want you to create a reel that will have music that sounds like it could be in a commercial. Sure. So you need to do some research. You need to basically research like Super Bowl ads. Uh, There's a website called adsoftheworld.com where you can check out what brands are doing. You can go to music production companies like Massive Music and Butter Music in L.A. and TommyZ.co, which is my website. Linked in the description, by the way. Yeah, you can check our reel and see what's going on and then go, okay, what do I have like this on my hard drive? What do I have like that is a, a song or a score that could very well, you know, it sounds like it could be on a, on a commercial. And then I want you to put together a short reel, 90 seconds, and I want you to do research about these music production companies. And I want you to share this short reel with music producers at these music production companies. And you can start with me
1: nice yeah because tom adams put how do we find music production companies looking for freelance musicians i think it's just google right and you also just rattled off a few i think it's it's um digging into so the world like our, our
2: students have an unfair advantage because uh, we give them an updated directory there's like 400 music production companies that specialize in ads and so uh so they get that but you can google um you can search advertising awards and once you go through some advertising award shows, you'll see in the credits the music production company. So that's also a good idea to to find those.
1: That's such a genius thing, too. I always look – because I find the same thing, like, in my journey – there's always like how you think the industry works and then there's like how it actually works. And there's so many things you can do to kind of peel back behind the curtain. And that thing you just said about, oh, go to the advertising awards and like peek behind the curtain there. Like that's almost like a roundabout yeah. way to find it. But it makes so much sense. Like that's the way to find the information.
2: Check Clio's. Check uh, One Pencil. One Show. Sorry. Check uh, LIA, London International Awards. Check Khan. Uh, check marketing awards and uh, check the list of winners. Then you'll see the music production companies there. I mean, I'm giving you now like inside secrets. Super you know? smart like, tips, if, yes. You. If, if you Google this uh, music production companies, you might find some, you might not. But, but this is like a way that, um, that I would do it. And um, what you want to make sure of is that you don't, because a lot of musicians contact me, you guys are sending me like 25 links. No one in our business is going to check 25 links. So this is why I'm saying short, real, put it together, 90 seconds, you know, like short, 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 impactful. Get my attention quickly. And uh, yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's such a solid tip. I wonder, uh, I'm thinking about the process and like um, as... for people working at these music production companies is it like um you're sitting at your desk and you get okay you get the google ad today and you're gonna score that google ad or is it very collaborative and it's like okay you're you're running the google ad but you wrote some parts and now you gotta go get the guitar player to play on it or you gotta go get the whatever like like what is the process like
2: so from my vantage point i'm a music producer so i i'm like a chef and I have to assemble a team of freelance musicians who I will reach out to, who I believe will be right for the job. So I have like a roster of them, and basically I know, okay, if I'm working on a Google campaign that needs Urban, I might reach out to Ed Talenti, I might reach out to Nick Tetro, I might uh, reach out to three other guys, get demos from them, and then present the five demos to the client. Yep. And then the client's gonna pick the demos which they like, and now I'm going to say, okay, Nick. Uh, actually, your demo won, so now we're going to revise it until it's finished, and you're going to get the big bucks, and everybody else is going to get a demo fee for their effort. Cool. That's so, essentially how the process works. In short, in a nutshell.
1: That's cool. Like I'm interested in the business side too. Like you're saying, people who submit demos sometimes they even get a demo fee just for uh, like submitting and going through that process.
2: Yeah. So uh, with a demo fee, it's more like established composers.
1: Right. If okay. you're
2: new and okay. you're breaking into the business, it's a good idea to tell me, like, hey, you know what? I'm willing to demo for free Yeah. because we've never worked together. And then if you send me gold, if you send me magic, I might, like, keep you on my radar and eventually, after two, three projects, go, you know what? I'm actually going to commission you for a demo fee now. So it's mostly established composers that get a demo fee. Got and um, for every given job, a music producer will probably, like, commission five, six, seven demos.
1: Yeah cool yeah i think that's a that's a cool little insider tip too like for folks a lot of folks i think most people listening to this are probably new or haven't even participated in this process before but if you have fire stuff and you go in and say i'm i'm gonna produce for you for no demo fee maybe until we get a placement or something like that like i think that's that's a dope approach because you know you don't have a lot of risk on your part and you get this producer that hopefully is going to make something fire and if they do it pays off in the end
2: absolutely absolutely
1: That's very, very cool. I'm I'm curious about like uh, um, how, like maybe some of the more exciting projects that you've worked on, bigger brands. It doesn't even have to be a big brand, but do you have like a favorite project or a favorite set of projects that you've worked on?
2: There's probably a few. You know, uh, some of the favorites that I've had recently um, are the ones where the students from our academy are actually nailing the briefs and are the winners, and they're actually beating out pros. So so one of the, yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't even expect this, you know, when we started the Academy, but I can give you a few examples. We had uh, one project where we had to score a short film for the country of Qatar. Like, I've never had a country as a client, okay? (laughs) But they had, like, this this, uh, important day called National Independence Day, and so they shot this animated film that was, like, four minutes long, and... We received this project as a production company. And I said, you know what? Why don't I share this brief with uh, our students also, in addition to reaching out to pros? And so a bunch of people sent in demos, and one of the demos that was sent in by one of the students actually won. Wow. And so next thing you know, this student went from never having scored a commercial before or like a big project to having his uh, demo re-recorded by the Qatar Philharmonic Orchestra.
1: Sheesh, yeah. that's crazy.
2: So I, you know, so yeah, I've had a lot of huge projects in my career uh, with big, big brands, but it's these projects that bring me a lot of like fulfillment and satisfaction because essentially we're hooking up people who have the talent. They just don't have the knowledge, the insight or like the connect in right. order to to, you know, get their first shot in the business. So that's just one of the stories, but we have many more. I mean... Uh, we had one of our students, Matteo, who is now one of my music producers. And um, he's actually helping me with big productions. And he visited me recently in Warsaw. We went to an award show where he basically watched his music being played in an amphitheater, with people cheering Wow! Uh, uh, for a big brand campaign. And then another one of our students, uh, Fiona, who wrote a song for Durex, for a Durex campaign. Which also won one of the biggest awards during this advertising award show. And so, um, and this happened like what last week? Um, and so, you know, these are like my favorite stories. It's um, I you know, I've produced like a thousand campaigns already for the biggest brand. So I was looking for a way to reinvent myself. I wasn't having any more fun doing another Nike commercial or doing another Reebok commercial. Some people might go, Oh, that's bullshit. Why would you not have fun doing those things? you're not in my shoes. Like if you do a thousand of these things at some point, you're like, well, I'm not really learning anymore. I'm not really feeling inspired. You're not growing. Am I going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it because it's good money, but I wanted to express myself in different ways. And the Academy was one of those things that I decided to do as a project. And I'm telling you, it feels a lot more exciting to me to be able to tell you about success stories of like musicians who are total outsiders. One minute and next minute they can hardly believe that their work is actually getting awarded.
1: Right, th-
2: uh, some award show. So it's so I have a lot more stories like this. By the way, I mean I can keep going, but I don't want to like it's super inspiring you
1: know, for sure. And I, I totally resonate with the you, you're focusing on like your impact, right? Like and and then you kind of plateau at a certain success level, but then you're like, no, I don't want to plateau. I want to keep going. So what is the next step? Okay, how do I share this with people? Because you talked about at the beginning moving people, and you talked about that through right. the lens of music, and now it's like you're moving people in terms of, like, their their achievement, like, in terms of, like, what they can achieve as musicians. Like, you're moving people it, up through totally their career. Guy, so that's...
2: When, when we talk about our mission, um, that's what we always come back to um, when we talk to people. Like, I mean... Let me see if I have my business card here. Can I give you my business Pass card? Pass
1: it right through the screen, yes.
2: Yeah, man. Um, check this out. So this is our company, Tommy Bad Z & Co. Fancy. And... This is what's written on our card.
1: I will also say you can make music on the website with that logo.
2: Yeah, you can actually go to our website, tomizy.co, and you can uh, use the uh, Z-tar or whatever. The
1: Z-tar, I like that.
2: You can, well, you can call it whatever you want. You can uh, make your own music on it. Um, my work is moving humans. Our work is moving humans. So so you're totally right. Right now, we're trying to create a 360 uh, Academy. Audio Lab, So, Audio Lab is our music production company and the academy is the academy. We're trying to create, like, a deployment platform. So, yeah. it's not just like selling an online course, but it's like, yeah, go through the master class because we need you to be like a soldier ready for battle. Right. So, you don't embarrass us out there, you know, in the battle. But once you go through the master class, we handpick certain people in whom we see potential. They already know what the business is about because it's like, we spent 40 hours teaching them. And then we don't just want to give them like a damn certificate, which is good for nothing. I don't care right. what kind of certificate you have. I don't care if you graduated from Berkeley. It doesn't mean much in our business. What we want to do is go, let us give you a meaningful test of your musical skills. Like put your skills against real life opportunities. So that's what we're working on now, creating that 360 where we have the academy, we have the production company and we're basically trying to bring the production opportunities with the right students and and then create a bunch of really happy ending stories, you know.
1: Yeah. I wanted I want to dive more into like the the business and and that side of things, but do you want to just shout out the links for the academy so people can go check it out? I'm sure it's parking a lot of people's interest.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh so um the uh, link is anthemacademy.co, or you can go to makingmusicforbrands.co. It will take you to the same uh, page where you can actually sign up for a free training. And even in that free training, you will already get like really valuable information about our business because we basically cover everything there at a macro level. Yeah. Um, and you get a chance to enroll a- in the masterclass at a discount because... And this is, but I'm saying this because we're about to change that. We're about to like make it application only. So if you're listening to this, this is like one of your last chances to actually enroll before we Get shut down now. access. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that because right now it's summertime and we're thinking of actually rejigging our approach because we went all the way from charging $250 at a pre sale for this masterclass to realizing that this is actually a $2,000 product. We never charged $2,000. But like our students told us, like we've taken other classes and like what you're doing is like, to, you know, I was totally naive because it was like my first online thing.
0: Right. And I
2: came from like music production. So, so we're rejigging our approach. I think we're going to make it by application only. Um, but um, yeah, you still have a chance to get in now. Um, we also have a pro group. You can apply to our pro group. That's more of a community thing where we actually invite producers, uh, creative people, musicians who are making a full-time living for music. You get to connect with them on live calls. And um, I wanted to mention one more thing. I wrote to myself here that tomorrow I'm actually doing a kind of like, like a live call like this. Cool. And it's for my email list. Um, so if you guys actually sign up to the webinar today. Even if you don't check out the webinar, I'm gonna send out another reminder tomorrow Tomorrow for the live call. So tomorrow night, you can basically join me. And I hope I'm not screwing with your plan, stay true. No, I, don't no. have, I hope you don't have anything planned for tomorrow because I'm not trying to uh, step on your toes here. But yeah, we're gonna be doing a live call where I'm just answering your questions. So if you're not able to ask, for instance, a question today, just joining us at the live call tomorrow. If you sign up to my email list tomorrow, you'll get a another reminder. You can show up there and uh, I'll be answering questions for as long as it takes. So Perfect. Um, that's where we're at, man. And, uh, you know, uh, we're how to put this. Um, we're not here to just make a quick buck. Like we're not desperate for Right, and you know it's I mean? it like shown through your quick.
1: testimonials that you just kind of like talked about. Like you're, and and I like the 360 approach. You're you're educating people, but it's a clear pathway to a career. Like it's not educating people for the sake of educating people. It's educating them so they can hopefully build something.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, we want to get to you your first project. Yeah. Cut out all the nonsense, man. It's not about information. It's about get your first project. And in order to do that, there is like seven steps you got to follow. And that's what our masterclass basically follows, like a seven-step approach. And if you actually are diligent and you follow the seven steps, guess what? At the end of the seventh step, you'll be contacting people in the business. You'll have a website that you've built because we showed you how step-by-step, even if you never built one. You will have a reel that's impactful and that you'll get feedback on. So before you actually share with the industry, wondering is it going to work, you're going to share it with us who are industry people, we're going to tell you, your, your reel is not good enough. You got to change this, this and this. So um, so that's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, um, if I was going through something like this, I would want to have a result and not just yeah another course. Uh, not just another study.
1: certificate. Exactly.
2: I, yeah. Fr- sorry, I don't want to swear. It's but fine. like, honestly... The only certificate you should worry about is goosebumps on other people's skin when your music comes through the speaker
1: for sure yeah and, and it's a lot too, like a, I feel for everybody out there because there's a lot of skill building to be done. Like some people might not be ready for the academy yet because they're still building the music the music compositional skills, their their music whole foundation. So um and for people out there, like if it sounds like a lot, it's because like it is a lot. And you've heard Tommy talk about like his years and years in the industry and years making music. Um there is a it's lot a marathon, going into man. it. Yeah, it is for sure yeah. a marathon, and you have to approach it that way. That's and I think about the beginning of your story when you're talking about, I had this job and then I was doing a residency and then I got this gig. So I was doing that at the nights. like, you have to have this drive and ambition to keep going and keep growing too. growing as a musician, being like a lot of what you talk about is quite entrepreneurial too. So like, that's a huge role. You have
2: to get in a different mindset. Like, I mean, um, to be a full-time musician requires uh, just a completely different set of patience Perseverance, um, communication skills, things that like honestly, schools don't teach you. Yep. Um, I don't have any musical training whatsoever and I've worked on some of the biggest brands, like brand campaigns in the world. It's really not about your, like I said, certificates or even knowledge. It's about what you're able to do. And um creating music is just half of it. Connecting with industry people is another important half. You gotta learn how to do this. So so these are skills that uh, I think are critical to teach, and um, you know that's what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, and for everybody asking, uh, Tommy's website is in the link is in the description. But um, can you say the link for the academy one more time so people have it, and then we'll add it to like a pinned comment or something yeah, later.
2: Sure. Makingmusicforbrands.com. That's, that's the easiest. That's
1: so theater. easy to remember. Makingmusicforbrands.com.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Perfect. Um, you can even see, like, on that page, you will see uh, some success stories of our students. Uh, and not test, like, you'll see testimonials, but you'll actually see the work. Right. Like, the commercials that they've scored. And um, it's always a first. So Perfect. it's not like they've been scoring commercials, then they joined us, and then they scored some more. No, it's like that was their first gig. And um, yeah, um, you know, this is the model for us. Like, Connect musicians with opportunities and uh, may the best music win.
1: Awesome, at the yeah. End of the day that's that's yeah. it's it's liberating because the great music rises to the top. You know, like the, it's right. it's merit based. It's not, you know. Of course, you're giving people a huge leg up using your experience and using your knowledge of this otherwise opaque industry. But once they have all that knowledge, once that playing field is level, it's the music that's going to speak for it. You know.
2: That's it. And and, that's how it should be, right? So people don't say, oh, it's because of connections or it's because... No, it's not because of any of that. Like brands are ruthless or agencies are ruthless at selecting music. It's got nothing to do with like connections. Right. It's all to do with like, you know, what's hitting? What's hitting with this visual, with this uh, campaign? And then like the rest is like your ability as a chef or a cook to like... (sighs) take what you think is great, but then the agency doesn't think it's so great and they need changes to be graceful through all those revisions. And that's like where true craftspeople get separated from amateur artisans. And that's like our first module in our masterclass, like basically preparing you to understand the difference between an amateur and an artisan and the skills and the rituals and the habits and the mindsets that you got to develop, um, in order to, to get there because like no amount of hacks, tools, tips on 808s or hi-hats, that's not what's gonna like develop and secure your career.
1: Right, <laughs> you for know? sure.
2: Everyone can learn how to syncopate a hi-hat. Yeah. But it's like learning how to present yourself, how to build a reel, how to write an email. Even like, I didn't think that's what we would be teaching. But when I see like some of the emails that musicians send me, I'm like, bro, or sister, nobody is going to open your email, just the optics, (laughs) of it, just the optics. I mean, when I see an essay and I'm working on three campaigns right now that are due tomorrow, do you think I'm going to read an essay if it's not from one of my clients? No. So and that is true that, for right? every
1: facet of this industry. I want just want people to know that's my DMs too. Like if you send me an essay in my DMs, like I can't, like there's no way I'm going to read it. Like that's just not how communication works.
2: And and uh, sadly a lot of musicians are so in their head and so in their world that when they send you a DM, it's really all about them.
1: Right. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> and then, How you know, can like, you serve me?
2: Yeah, how can and and it's like no, you got to you know how you got it backwards basically your emails and your communication should be so short i mean i always compare it to like i don't i don't maybe i don't want to use this metaphor but do you notice how the greatest spiritual leaders in history sometimes said something and then they walked away and it was like maybe like some metaphor or like some obscure statement and like People were following them like, what does he mean?
1: Right. And it it evokes more question. It evokes more like one. You're pulling in. Exactly.
2: So what I always say is your music should speak for you so you don't have to do the talking. So if I'm DMing you, I'm basically saying, hey, man, I love your work. Maybe mention a specific piece of work. So this particular video really resonated with me. And not only did it resonate, but this is what happened as a result of it. I'm sure now you're reading with more right. interest because we all love getting like practical examples of how our work is changing other people's lives. For sure. And then go, look, I know you're busy. So empathy, yeah, acknowledge, please acknowledge blah, blah, blah. that it's 1 please PM in a sea of right? others. Yeah. But I'm um I'm really here to like work my ass off to help you. Do what you are after, like your purpose, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So then it's flipped. And I'm like, now I'm just open. I'm like, okay, that's, I'm always willing to hear from people who are willing to help me. Right. And then boom, link, not to 15 SoundCloud links. Cause again, you put me at a point of indecision. Which one should I listen to? And indecision stresses me out. And, and then, I, then I just move on. I just, yeah. I just move on. Yeah. One link to your site picture. I want to see your eyes. I want to see your smile. I want to just two sentences about you. Make me smile again. It's like a handshake, right? Yep. And then yep. a link, one play button, one play button. The thing that you want me to hear that in five seconds will grab my attention for the next minute will keep my attention. And at the end of the minute, I'll be like, damn, like this is right. wow. You know, um, I, as you can see, I'm saying reasonable things. I'm not giving you some alchemical formula or some secret. You just have to engineer your interactions mindfully and intentionally. Where uh, where instead, a lot of you musicians, what you do is like you get excited to email someone and then you write me your life story. then you send me 15 SoundCloud links. Like, what do you think that's going to result in? As right. much as I want to read your email, I don't have the means to do it. I got a music production company, I got an academy, and I got a family. And those three you know, there's not much time left at the end of the day for for anything else. Um, So if you want to maximize your chances of of getting a reply, keep your, we always talk about the three C's in our academy, clear, crisp, and compelling. Be very concrete about what you're asking. Uh, Make sure your message is focused on the other person, okay? Make it crisp, like give it a bit of pepper, like make people realize that you're like, somebody that I might want to be in the same room with. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be in the same room with with an ass kisser. On the other hand, the flip side of it is I don't want to be in the same room as someone really cocky. So some musicians are so confident about whatever. I don't know if it's like a false ego or like... They're like, um, I think
1: it's just a swing in the other direction. You don't want to seem like the ass kisser. You want to seem like a confident pr- professional, but it swings way too far to the left sometimes.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, like I get emails like, you know what? Uh, I can do this in my sleep. Trust me. Send me something, and I promise you we'll do great things. And flag. I'm just like, you don't want to be writing emails like that because you're basically going up against people who don't write or talk like right. this. Right. Yeah. And they're producing like, world-class music that they would never comment about it themselves exactly there's this humility and but at the same time like yeah they they deliver goosebumps but they never have to say it like everybody knows the music speaks for you so oh man there's so much i could i could talk about you know we always laugh with our team um mindset like you know when we're chatting to each other on whatsapp we're always like mindset mindset we're sending each other like tony tony robbins like cutouts three second cutouts it's like it's about mindset you kind of laugh because everyone's using that word but it's not far from the truth that it's not going to be your lack of understanding how to use 808 sub bases but it's your lack of professional mindset like being humble but at the same time hardworking saying you know what i don't know shit let me learn from a mentor let me like go against my best instincts and not write an autobiography in an email and not put everything in there that i want i want tatro to know i want tatro to know that when i was three i was playing the flute
1: exactly
2: maybe tatro cares maybe he doesn't but like honestly the best way to resonate with tatro is that look at his channel uh,
1: just say something meaningful. Familiar. Anything meaningful. Yeah, like
2: if you ever catch Tatro saying this is what's important to me right now,
1: Mental put note. that in your communication. Yes, that's what. Yeah, exactly. I think and people- then go. W-
2: which one of my assortments of skills can, yeah, can I use to maybe help him? Uh, maybe it's music. Maybe it's not music. Like I always tell, and I identify people within our academy, for instance, who want to be composers, and I'm like, actually, you'd be a better music producer than a composer. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I know you want to sit there and make music, but your communication skill is world-class already. Right. You're able to like take a brief, you're able to communicate it to other people, and there are composers who are much better than you. So I'm just telling you from my vantage point, from my perspective, and I've been in the business for a while, get into the business on your superpowers. Yep. So yep. that could be not even like composition, but sales. Why not? Like, if you're able to develop rapport with people, connection, you have a tattoo, you look like a creative person, maybe your first opportunity in our business is going to be, hey, develop more business for a music production company. That's how you get in. And if you indeed happen to be a composer that is meant to be a composer, you're world class, the distance is now very short. Exactly. Because you'll be like, hey, you know, by the way, I'm a composer. And you'll be like, Yeah, whatever, man. Go set up some more meetings. I'm like, no, no, no. Seriously, check this out. You show me something, and I'm like, holy shit, crazy.
1: But you're already in the room at that point because you're in the room. room. Yeah, it's the proximity. It's proximity to what you want to do. Yeah,
2: always, always, always take your next step by using the the weight of your experience, your credentials, whatever it is you have that is transferable potentially into the music business. If you're an IT guy, you could offer you know, music production companies to like set up their whole infrastructure. I'm just saying, just to yep. get in the room, then whatever, whatever will happen later.
1: It's huge if, advice. It's reality.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, so this, is a, this is a big thing for me and I use myself as an example. I'm a decent music maker, yeah? But I'm a much better communicator and connector and big picture guy. So I'm a much better music producer, you know. I don't want to put myself against a 22-year-old guy who's producing electronic music and he's from Amsterdam and he lives it, eats it, breathes it. Like, I'm not going to compete with that guy. What, I, what I'm very good at is building the rapport, getting the doors open, and getting the big projects. And then knowing who do I handpick for for each and every project, and what advice do I give them when they get stuck in creating this music.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's so much knowledge dropping here today folks and I know people in the chat are getting really excited because you are dropping that knowledge and that realness and I really appreciate that so thank you and we only have a few more minutes so I want to maybe run through a couple things really quick first of all like the the mindset thing is super resonates super well because you know it's just a dead giveaway when somebody has this sort of like amateur mindset and and it's Evident through the things that they say and the questions that they ask. Like, I get the question all the time. Oh, is it cheating if I do this? If it's cheating, if, like, nobody at the professional level is, like, asking, like, is this cheating? Is Like, is it yeah. whatever? So it's like a dead giveaway. And I think what you said, or like...
2: When you use words like what's the quickest or, yeah, like, what's, fastest. The, what's yeah. the fastest, it shows me that you're not committed to the pain and the struggle that must be inherently a part of this story you don't get to be a musician a full-time musician ever not in 2021 not in 1951 you don't get to be a full-time musician without pain, struggle, sacrifice and a lot of hardship now it's not just hardship and tears and blood and sweat it's the kind of pain that actually results in a kind of satisfaction that you cannot get from a quick win
1: right Exactly.
2: It's, it's a different kind of joy. It's a different kind of peace with yourself. Um, and ultimately, I believe, you know, and I always look at my life this way. If I get hit by a car tomorrow, I wouldn't even care if I failed in this business. Because I know the pain of like trying to shortcut right. the thing that was most important to me. Like, think about that. You're trying to find shortcuts to the things that are most important to you. That's not how life works, man. Exactly. You're trying to shortcut your family too. You're trying to find like easy and convenient ways to be a dad or to be a good brother, sister, or a friend. Sorry guys, like honestly, you know, another thing I want to share is like the root word, the root meaning of the word passion, pasio in Latin apparently, you guys have to Google this, uh, but I'm gonna stick with this story is suffering. So, pasio actually means suffering. So, yeah, you don't get to be a full time musician without suffering, without uh, commitment, without hard work. But I can promise you that it pays back. For sure. It pays back. Even if your success is not immediate, if you have that mindset, it is inevitable. It is inevitable. I can speak to that
1: firsthand like you see I see fruits of connections made four years ago coming today and now now making an impact meaningful impact on my life financially um, helping me make a living like things that I would never trace back and say oh because I took this like answered this email four years later I'll get this check you know like it's so crazy you just have to trust that that is how it works.
2: Let me draw up another perspective, like another thing. We always say in our academy, don't focus on projects, focus on people. If you're emailing everybody, putting pressure on yourself that you're trying to get a project from this person, it's, a, it's again, it's a shortcut, it's a wrong attitude, and you're going to fail because I'm going to smell it. In other industry, people are going to smell it. We don't know each other. You don't walk up to a girl or a guy in a bar and say, let's cut right to the chase.
1: Yeah, come back up to my room. Oh, yeah,
2: Come, come back to my in what universe is that a, you know, sure, you might get lucky one percent of the time, but pro- professionals don't operate their career on luck. Uh, so, so so the thing is, you wouldn't communicate this way in real life. So the, a lot of musicians hate what they call selling. I don't like reaching out to people. I just want to make music. Well, if you really want to make a living with music, you're going to have to communicate with people. And here is one piece of advice that's going to make it easier for you. Forget about projects. Forget about projects altogether when you're contacting people. Your only goal on the first contact, and this will take all the pressure off of you, is only to get a reply just as if you were asking someone for a coffee.
1: Right. Just be the person somebody wants to actually talk to.
2: First step, that's all it is, man. Like you said, that's the first step. If they open the conversation, that's when you tell them. And then steps 5, 6 or 7, maybe step 19 is telling them that you played flute at the age of 3. And guess what? When you tell them you played the flute at the age of 3 and you've already had 50 conversations, that's when you get the desired resp- response, right. which is like, "Really, Nick? You flute at the, you know? But if it's the first thing you do, like, give me a project. Here is my life story." you're just not going to get traction. So, so put, take pressure off yourself. You're not there to, to get projects. You're there to make new friends in the business. Totally.
1: Ah, oh, man, this is such a great, we could go on for hours and hours for sure. Nefertiti Gold in the chat summed it up. I didn't realize I'd be in church today because the sermon is hitting for Amen, sure. Sister. Um, that thank is so thank true you for being here. Um, thank
2: you for being here. I appreciate, uh, you having me first of all. um, I've always known, like when we spoke behind the scenes that, you know, we, we're on the same frequency. So right. basically we're trying to do everything on a world-class level. We're trying to actually help people and not just go for the quick buck. Exactly. And uh, uh, shout out to Ed Talenti also. Yeah. Uh, we're also cooking up some stuff together. But uh big thank you to everyone who was here, guys. Uh, honestly, already that separates you from a mass of other people who are totally distracted, f- who couldn't handle exactly. a one hour conversation. I mean, if you can't handle focusing on things like that, I don't put money on you or your career.
1: For sure, and to put that that perspective, everybody who's here and taking in this conversation, um, Folks, like I have 150,000 subscribers. There are not 150,000 people here watching. And let's say even 50% of those just logistically couldn't go. Time of day, they're at work or something. But the 50%, like half of 150 aren't here. So you're you're already taking the time to, to really push yourself forward and learn something from people who are actually doing it. I think that is the thing. Um, that is the thing, yeah. yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with like, you're already separating yourself by, take, by taking part in these, because like I said, at the top in the intro, I've had people, that, pe- that like I look up to, other content creators, people in the industry, having conversations, and the stuff that you talked about, Tommy, about like really listening and if you do want to make a connection, paying attention and bringing something up with somebody that um, actually interests them, not just like a gimme, gimme, gimme. The way you find that information is through talks like these. The way you get that insider info is like paying attention to talks like these that are just happening. They're happening all the time, and the more you can be a part of them, the more the closer and closer and closer, right? That proximity to where you want to be. That's how you get there.
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And um, I enjoy, you know, sharing this as much as, um, yeah. I mean, I enjoy sharing this knowledge more than I enjoy actually being in the kitchen. And that's why I'm trying to find now talented people who have the fire, uh, who are younger than me, who I can put in the kitchen, basically, It's like, I may not enjoy doing a Nike commercial anymore, but to them, it's everything. Like, you know what I mean? To them, it's everything. So I'm like, well, this is how I keep the business running, basically. You know, Um, I put these guys in the kitchen. They love it. They learn, Uh, guys and girls, because we have a lot of talented girls in our community. And and I'm just here to mentor, you know? And I feel like this follows a kind of a reasonable, logical journey of my life, which is like, I'm not going to be the hip, you know, 55-year-old uh, 10 years from now, you know, uh, trying to win against the 25-year-olds. No, I want to gather a bunch of young, uh, not just young. I don't care what age you are. Honestly, we have people like... The next from,
1: generation, whoever that may be. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
2: It's like yeah. just high quality people, craftspeople. I want to surround them myself with those people and go, hey, here's how you do things. Go. Go do it. And if you have trouble, let me know and uh and you know, and we'll help you out. So perfect. So yeah, man. Let's uh let's make let's create more professional musicians. That's let's create goal. more the beautiful music. music and uh yeah, let's make them let's move some human beings, man.
1: Exactly. The That's world's wh- a better place with more successful artists. That's my thing. It's like the more people we can put in a place to be successful in art and music, the better the world is in general.
2: And let me tell you something. Don't have this victim mentality about how Spotify is ripping you off, how right. a music business is ripping you off, how government's ripping you how everybody's ripping you off. And you're a poor artist and art doesn't make money. You know that the best artists in the history of art, they were not naive kind of victim type folks. Right. You talk about like David Bowie, Miles Davis, Ray Charles. Ray Charles was on a Pepsi and a Coke campaign. That man was taking it wherever it came from and he didn't destroy the magic of his brand. Right. He didn't destroy the magic of his art. The responsibility is all yours, hundred percent yours. There are no excuses. You want to be a successful artist who's creating art that many people are seeing and at the same time making good money. Nobody's going to ride up on a white horse and hand it to you on a, on a plate. You have to go educate yourself. You have to make a decision, a commitment. You're not going to be a starving artist. You don't have to be. There are people who have achieved success. You just have to like follow in their footsteps, but make it your own. You know, Absolutely. like do it with your own yeah. voice. And um, that's probably like the most important mindset part, which is like. If you catch yourself complaining that Spotify royalties suck or YouTube sucks or this sucks or that sucks, go what good is that? Yeah. What good are the that's amateur mindset?
1: That's once again what amateur am I do mindset. About it? Yep.
2: What am I gonna do about it? It's not just circumstances happening to you. You gotta happen to the circumstances. So, so I don't know how else to put it, but I know some of you listening are gonna take this to heart and uh do cheesy shit. I don't care. Look at yourself in front of a mirror every morning and say, I am not going to complain about circumstances. I am not going to leave my destiny, my fate in the hands of Spotify, right. YouTube, whatever. Like, have all those things working for you, but be brutally honest about the reality of the landscape. Be really real. Like, don't think, oh, I'm going to, you know, uh, pay my bills with Spotify royalties. That's probably not going to be the case for you. Um, unless you're like Ed Sheeran or something, right? but you could probably develop a few revenue streams, uh, focus on some of them. Uh, creating music for brands is one of them. It's a very specific world. And like I said, there's a bunch of people you've never heard of, uh, that are your neighbors, Nick. They're living Uh, in a house in LA, driving a Prius and I'm speaking facts. I'm not even making stuff up or creating metaphors. And uh, one of these people is like a full time composer. All he does is create music for brands, lives in LA, supports his family. And we invited people like this into our academy because they serve as a model so that you know, okay, this is possible. Like somebody's doing it. It's not like,
1: you know, it's achievable. Somebody can do it. Somebody has done it.
2: If somebody has done it and you believe you fit a similar profile, uh, then you can probably do it too. You know, but it all depends on yeah who you are, and you have to be true to your superpower, and you have to discover what your superpower is. You have to be brutally honest about it, and that's one of the things we also teach: like how do how do you identify your superpower? Because a lot of musicians lie to themselves. You know, you just don't have the perspective. So, um, if you're willing to take a splash of cold water on your face uh, from a pro to say you need to improve in this, this, and this area. And you don't have an ego about it. I definitely put money on your success. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I've been in the studio with some famous people, and it's always the same thing that amazes me about them. It's a humility. Like when when it's outward facing, when they're doing their TikTok or their Instagram or whatever, when they're on stage, they're supposed to have
1: confidence. This insane.
2: Yeah. Um. I'm never going to die confidence when they look into the camera. But the fact is in the studio, they hang their head low. They're looking at the ground. They're thinking, they're questioning. They're asking all the people in the room, what do you think about this? What should I do here? You know, and this is why it's so important to surround yourself with a good team of people because that's where you can be vulnerable. Totally. Uh, This is why communities like yours are very important because that's where you get the safe space to go... Before I go out in this cold, harsh world, what do you guys think about my reel? What do you guys think about my website? Get it torn to hell apart. Build it back together and then go out in the world and have people cheering for you. Immensely, immensely important to have community. Um, yeah, and, and, and to share. Uh, if you're flying solo, you're not going to take off, man. That's right. the best way I can put it.
1: On that note, Tommy Z websites
2: talk are too much, brother? I'm
1: no sorry. This, that's what this is for I know the show is called Tejo Talks but it's really for the guests to talk and you just dropped so much knowledge it's so great and everybody's really stoked about the the academy I think you're gonna get a few people definitely checking it out some people are interested I know some people are asking for like a, a wrap-up summary whatever but guess what this interview is gonna live on you can go watch it back from the beginning it's not just gonna go away after the stream is over so um, check out Tommy's websites they're in the description uh, both the to Tommy's website and pinned to the top of the chat right now um, is the site makingmusicforbrands.com so either of those you can go check out if you want to learn more I want to thank everybody for tuning in um, Tommy's absolutely a master at that 360 thing of hooking you up with uh getting you on a career pathway if you feel like Phew, i am not ready for that like my production is probably not there i got some foundational skills to build go check out 343labs.com because there's courses mixing mastering you want to build up those solid foundations and actually getting your music ready in quality before you go make that first impression with a music produ- music producer or uh any kind of ad agency Um, you want to get that solid foundation down. Don't blow your first impression. So go build those foundations with 343labs, 343labs.com if you want to take a course on that. If you're not ready for the career stuff, if you think you're ready to take the plunge, Tommy's sites are all linked, linked in the description, linked at the top of the chat. Tommy, thank you so much for an amazing interview. So much value. Thank you for having
2: me, my brother, and shout out to all the brothers and sisters in the chat who joined this call. I love you all, even though I don't know you, but hey. We're all human beings. We want to be moved. And uh, I'm glad I could spend some time with you. And uh, hopefully it helped just a little bit.
1: Exactly. I think we helped a lot of people today. Anyway, that's going to be it. Tatro Talks um, will be live again next Tuesday. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. This has been Tatro and Tommy Z. Have a good one. Later.